You heard him last week, and you will continue to hear him with us every single Monday during the football season. He is the one and only Jeff Saturday. Um, Jeff, you probably know Jim Irsay about as well as anybody that we would have on on a Monday. Um, How do you think the owner reacts to yesterday's performance and really, I guess, what we've seen dating back to the end of last season? Yeah, I can tell you I would not want to be uh, Frank or Chris probably uh, this Monday morning in, in Jim's office. So it will not be, uh, you know, it will not be a kind meeting. Uh, so, so you know, I, I'm, I'm sure the frustration that he's feeling um, is, is, is at a high. And, and obviously, man, I mean, it's not, it's not just the loss, but the way you lost. Um, and, and, you know, you heard Frank, and Frank didn't, you know, he didn't mix words. He said it was, you know. A, a, a poor performance. We got out coached, we got outplayed. You know, there's so there's plenty of room to uh, for for blame to be taken around. So, uh, got to be frustrated. But I, I wouldn't want to be in that meeting today for sure. Jeff, to me, the thing that, and I want your opinion on this, the thing to me that was the best, the biggest indictment about the Colts' loss yesterday was that it illuminated the areas that everyone but Chris Ballard were pining about that they needed to change heading in, you know, from last year's debacle in Jacksonville, the receiving group, the left tackle, areas that were not addressed. And and those were the glaring areas that, again, cost them the game and the area that we were told needed to be repaired coming off the Jacksonville game clearly wasn't the issue. Am I being too critical? No, I mean, I, listen. I, I think when you when you look at the way the game played out, it was um, you know it was exactly those things. They they um, you know I mean you got you got to go on the defensive side as well. But offensively, what you're saying and your your top two receivers are out, so that's that never helps. Uh, yeah, obviously, when you when you already have a young um, offensive receiving group that you're trying to to get, and you have a brand new quarterback to the team. Um, and then from a, from the offensive line perspective, you know they didn't play well, and like you said, got exploited some. Uh, I think Ryan, you know, Matt still trying to figure his way out. Uh, but I can't remember what it was. I think they had seven plays or may, maybe eight plays uh, somewhere around that in the first quarter, right? I mean, which is which is not what you want. You know, you don't want to start slow and then the other team keep the ball from you the entire first quarter and. Um, you know, I, I know time of possession was, was lopsided anyway, but when you start slow that way uh, against a team that you're already struggling from a, from a receiving core, and like you said, the offensive line wasn't playing well, um, it gets ugly in a hurry. And, and, and listen, there was, no, there was no doubt. I mean, I, I will say this. The, the thing that probably surprised me the most is how comfortable Trevor Lawrence was in the pocket. So, you know, it wasn't just, the, you know. The he wasn't moved off the spot. Yeah, bro. He, I mean, he set up camp. You know what I mean? It was just, just delivering. So, there were, there were a lot. There's a, listen, there's a lot of blame to go around. It was, it was a poor performance all the way around. And uh, they know it. And they got to figure out why it happened and what they can do to correct it. But, but the errors as far as the, the, the actual bodies on the field, like, you, like I said, the two wide receivers not playing you know, really hurt, but, but again, that, that can't be your excuse, right? There's a lot of teams in the NFL that, you know, players get injured. you got to find ways for your players to step up. Do you believe, Jeff, that, and it's only two weeks, but it's two weeks coming off a trend that was disturbing at the end of last year. Do you believe that Chris Ballard or Frank Reich, either one, could have jobs in jeopardy? 
No, not, I mean, you mean like, like like right now? No, I don't. I don't think that. I mean, I, you know, I, I know. Um, I forget what Ursay said last year at the end of the year. I, I mean, I can't remember, but I know it wasn't good. But uh, no, I, I don't think right now. I mean, you're t- you're two weeks in, and um, you know, you're o one and one. This isn't like this division is just on fire. Um, you know, so, you, you know, you're going to have to go, go find ways to win and go find ways to play. And the, the problem, I think, for the Colts' perspective, I'm just giving you big picture, is when from a Jacksonville perspective, it looked like it looked like they're the ascending team right now, right? They played. They got a brand-new head coach. They got a young quarterback. They have these things. And they just, you know, uh, Christian Kirk, that they brought in and paid a bunch, bunch of money to that everybody questioned, looked like, a, like an all-pro so, so that's the problem. When you're playing in-division opponents and they, they play that well against you, um, they, that, that definitely gives you pause. Yeah, it's been a while since you've seen a Jaguars franchise having more hope for the future than I think Colts fans feel right now. Jeff Saturday joining us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Jeff, in your history, and I guess you know you obviously had a longtime head coach here, but you had different head coaches throughout your NFL career. Do you think the message of a head coach can get stale? over time no no i I, i've never been one of those i mean listen there's i've had we know i had dungy i had mora i had mora than dungy than caldwell caldwell and dungy's messages were very similar um no man i mean listen like from a from an nfl perspective the you know the 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 devil's in the details like you got to go play they got to go play better i mean they've got they got players that that need to play better and again um you know, from from Frank's perspective, they got out coached as well. They, they they have enough going on. It's it's not just the message; it's about execution. And they, even in the Texans game, you, there's just too many. And, and I know Matt, I know, I know Ryan is new to the team, and he's you know, and it takes time for for quarterbacks to find that feeling, especially when your receivers are banged up and not playing. But but everybody has to be a step faster. Every and I don't mean speed; I mean like game speed, like thought process speed, like finding where the ball needs to go in the, in, the, in, the, in the offensive line, giving them that extra split second. All of those things have to happen. The, the margin for error for this Colts team is just so razor thin um, that when they don't do it right, it's going to show up the way it did yesterday. And, and I guess kind of off that point, if you look at these last four games, um, again, last year, trips to the playoffs on the line, the last two games, two losses. This year you had that long week one drought, eight years, um, and then yesterday you had the long drought in Jacksonville of seven years. Should that add to maybe the frustration and the embarrassment that fans do have of like, this wasn't just a middle of the road, like week seven game. If you look at again, Jacksonville, the week one drought, and then the two chances to clinch a playoff berth last year for what was at stake. Should that add to the frustration? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I think you'd be lying to yourself if you say it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, from, from the, for, whether it be Ursay or any fan that 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 is a is a Colts fan, right? I mean, you you know you know what happened with Jacksonville last year in the season. You know how we did against the race. So yeah, you you have expectations. You know that we 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 feel like we're a better team than the Houston Texans, and to go tie them and really have to come back to tie them. Like there, there's a lot of things that you look at and, and frustrates the daylights out of you. Absolutely, yeah, I, I think you lie to yourself if you don't if you don't look at it and hold yourself accountable, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I think everybody in that building understands that they, they got to look deep at this thing. And um, they, they, I mean, the truth is they got to play better and that's just, that's factual. They can't, uh, they can't play the way they did yesterday. And again, the, the margin for error is razor thin, but it's, 
they, they have the ability to be better than they played uh, yesterday. Jeff Saturday is our guest on the Payless Liquors guest line. Jeff, I'm trying to think in your time as a Colt here, you know, there were not a lot of real down times or sustained periods of it. Um, the one that comes to mind would be the year when Edge got hurt. I think it was Morris last year and things finished seven and nine. You were a part of that group, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that so that would be one year where, you know, kind of the roof caved in a little bit over the course of a season. So my question for you is and I know that the the typical answer is gonna be, well, you gotta block out the noise, you can't read the the papers, you know, that kind of thing. But does there come a point for a player where the true opponent is just the psyche? of feeling like nothing, no answer can be found and nothing is working. And if that does indeed become an issue, is it possible even though it's two weeks in that the Colts could be facing that right now? Uh, you, you, you mean from, from the from the Jaguars perspective? Just from, no, from a player's standpoint of going into the, to the, to West 56th and feeling like, gosh, oh, oh, oh. You know, no, just no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, I follow you. Yeah, I follow you. No, I mean, listen. I, I mean, I, I think there are. I think there are. Um, I think for, from football teams, I have always been one of those guys who believes that that organizations are run through players. And you, you know, you can have. You know, you have good coaches, and and I, I never disrespect that position. Head coaches is vital. I don't. I don't mean it to, to sound slighted, but at the end of the day, that the eleven that are walking on the in between those white lines on both sides have to take ownership of this thing. And, and, and at some point, um, again, those players have to be the guys that, that don't allow things to happen. They don't allow, you know, practices not to look as good as they should. They don't allow games like this. And, and, and listen, that sounds like, like coach speak or talk, but I'm from a guy who did it 14 years. I'm telling you, that's the difference in teams. When, when, when when players take things and and say, look, man, this ain't gonna happen. Like this is what we're gonna do. Hey, we're gonna meet here. We're gonna do this. This is the time we're gonna spend on this. Like all those things that you do as a player ends up paying dividends on Sundays, Mondays, right? Like that's that's the reality of it. And I and and so it's gonna have to be from within. Like these players are gonna have to get into 56th Street today and and this week and understand. Look. Now we got a gauntlet. I mean, you know, we have two games that we probably feel like we're a better team than. Now we got the Chiefs, the Titans. I don't even know who the other one is, but whatever it is, I know that I know that they got a three games, you know, run that's going to be tough. This thing could get ugly in a hurry. You you better understand who you're playing, and and you better go in with that mindset that that uh, everybody's job's on the line. I, I can assure you of this, and I've I've said this a lot of times. When coaches get fired, players get fired. So make no mistake. You, you know, no, no one is absolved of, of poor, of poor play. And, and again, I don't think it's there yet, but, but, but people better understand that's reality in the NFL. Yeah. Chiefs, Titans, and then a short week at Denver. Those are the next three. You can pr- probably yeah. make the argument one of the toughest three game stretches of the season. Um, Jeff, last one from me, the Colts continue. It's not a, it's not like a 50, 50 split, but they continue to rotate Matt Pryor and Bernard Ryman at left tackle. Pryor continues to get more of the run there. Um, I I can't recall many times NFL teams have done that at left tackle. Is that surprising to you, Jeff? What do you, what do you make of that? No, honestly, we, we did that a little bit with, uh, with Howard, uh, with Charlie Johnson and, and, um, and even when Tark was here and Ryan and, and Deemer were out there, like it, it wouldn't be like, uh, 
you know, you would try to get him in to get him some game reps. And that's just because of where he was, you know, I'm sure where he's drafted, trying to get a young player. It's, it's hard to develop guys, especially um, without getting them true game reps. And so just having, and it looks to me like, and like to, to you as well, it sounds like that they have scheduled times in the game where they're going to put them in. And it doesn't matter what's happening in the game. It's just, hey, go get reps and let's, you know, whether it's one series or two series a game. Uh, but, but I think that's good. And I've seen him play some tight end, uh, or, or not literally tight end, but, you know, where they, where they bring in an extra tackle at that position to help block. And, look, he's, he's looked pretty decent. I mean, yesterday was awful for everybody. But um, what, I've, what I've watched of him so far in, in preseason, the kids, are, he's a, he is a very good athlete. I will say this. He, he, does, he does things with his, with his, uh, with his athleticism that are, that are pretty amazing. Um, and I think they're just trying to get him cuts and see, uh, you know, I don't know if that's maybe to try to press prior or just trying to get some stability across there because they are thin. Uh, but, but we'll see as, as it progresses on. Jeff, I wanted to ask you this because it does have implications within the AFC South. You know, I remember when Peyton Manning obviously took his lumps as a rookie and then all of a sudden everything just kind of came together for him and you could see it. I mean, you could see where the promise yeah. was and you're like, here we go. Did we see – are we seeing that step for Trevor Lawrence or was that simply yesterday the result of a defense that got zero pressure on a guy and literally I would have thrown for 200 yards against that defense yesterday? <laughs> well, I, th- I think it's a little of both, but the, but the no pressure definitely contributed a significant amount. I mean, listen, y'all, like, like, like I, I, I'm not mixing that lightly. When I tell you uh, it, was, it, it was as clean a pocket as I have seen uh, for the majority of the game, just standing in there and delivering. You know, most most NFL quarterbacks, especially with the talent of him, are going to look like that. So, uh, but that being said, I think Peterson is is uh, as good as anybody at developing and and helping train quarterbacks to be their best. And so, I, I think that's making a huge impact on his career. And to your point. Um, yes, Colts fans, we, we don't want that to happen, but it, it definitely looked like he felt more comfortable yesterday and he is progressing in that offense. Uh, and, and again, it's kind of that, and I'm not saying, I'm not comparing him to Andy Reid, but it's kind of that tree and that, that thought process, right. Is, is he understands how to get the ball out of the hand on time. You know, the, the progressions and the reads are solid. And I think it's going to help Trevor Lawrence tremendously. Jeff, as always, we love your insight, and uh, we'll see what happens. Home opener coming yeah. up Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs inside of Lucas Oil tough, Stadium. Tough, tough day to do it today, fellas. I ain't going to lie to you. This wasn't, this wasn't one of my happiest phone calls <laughs> on a Monday. Hey, I appreciate you not running from us. Nah, no way, bro. No way. Y'all have a great day, fellas.